unfortunately, this is our last episode of 2017. y'all welcome back to the just absolutely boxing podcast this is episode 27 i'm here with my man p my name is ant and happy new year everybody we are back wrap this year up with our second half of the year fight recap and then we're going to do our fight of the year for 2017 um what you been up to p um same old same man just um <clears throat> reflecting on the year man it's new year's eve we in here um putting together another show but um I'm good, man. I'm looking forward to a bigger and better 2018. Yeah, man. Same here. Um, we've been kind of busy since uh, the last couple of episodes. You know, the last one was a hot one. Um, I didn't get a chance to ask you, how was your holiday, man? Oh, it was good, man. It was good. Um, just relaxed. Ate good. Ate too much, man. I told you I was paralyzed. Oh, yeah, you told me you was, oh, my God. was in that coma. I hate <laughs> being stuffed, man. So yeah. um, I ate too much that night. But um, it, it was definitely good. How about yours? Oh, yeah, mine was good. You know, I had the night off. So I, I threw the ham in the oven. Uh-huh. You know, I spent the night um, editing, you know, just chilling. So, you know, that was good for me. So doing something I love, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, working on something I love. You know, I like I like to just kind of chill and do that. It's stress-free. Uh-huh. But um, you know, like I said, I didn't ask for too much. All right. You know, I just wanted just wanted some time with the family. That's yeah. that's pretty much it. That's it, man. Yeah. But um, last night I did get a chance to check out UFC 219 because you know, I am a fan of Holly Holm. You know, even mm-hmm. in her boxing career, so I got a chance to see her take on uh Chris Cyborg, and it was um, I have to give her so much credit for taking on you know Chris Cyborg because there's been so many you know the fighters that have ducked her. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, sometimes I see why they do Ducker. Right. It's because there's so much, there's so much riding on that that fight. You know, whether you do win or not, it's just, it seems like taking that fight, it could take something out of you. You know, right. just just off the, just off them punches alone, man. I mean, you know, Holly did good the first two rounds, like I told you. But it seemed like after that, it, it was just like she kind of, she kind of got intimidated by the power, like you know most of them do, but. Like I said, she held her own for a few rounds, but, you know, Cyborg, she knows she has that power, and she's just like a machine, man, and yeah. it just catches up. Because you said you saw some of the pictures online, right? Yeah, I The damage they the do, right? Man, yeah. And it wasn't yeah. even like she was hitting her with, you know, combinations over. You know, sometimes it was just like one good right hand, you know, yeah. and we know what a good right hand does when right. it lands in the right spot. Right, so. right, right. That chick must got some power, ain't <clears throat> Oh, yeah, she got power. I mean... All her all her fights in the UFC have been stoppages. You know she's pretty much knocked everybody out. But you know that. But the fight she had before, um, this last one, mm-hmm. she fought that redhead chick. I'm Tanya sure Everett. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't impressed in that fight with Cyborg. I mean, yeah, yeah. She, you know this she, chick was didn't look all that skilled and lasted a while in there. 
know, yes, so. he did. It went like four rounds. That's yeah. why I was kind of thinking, you know, maybe Holly, Holly had a chance. Hands and, might you know, yeah, do something, but you know. And you know, Holly was the first. You know, she was the first one to take her the distance yeah. in a long time. You know, so that that shows you how good her chin and heart is. Oh but, yeah, for yeah. sure. Can't question her heart, man. By no means. Oh no, I mean, that chick went unconscious, man. She wouldn't tap. You can't question her. Yeah, heart. definitely, man. So, yeah, I just wanted to give you know a quick shout out to uh, uh, Holly Holm and that UFC 219 card. It was it was pretty good, man. Yeah. But um, moving on to uh, <clears throat> what we like to talk about some boxing. I just want to go back through and recap the fights of the second half of 2017. You know, we did. Dang, man, it's been that long. We did the first half fight review 20 episodes ago. Mm-hmm. I was back on um, episode seven. Yeah. So if y'all want to, you know, go back and check that episode out, it was episode seven. But um, what I'm going to do is just go down the list of the fights. You know, we ain't got to grade them. Uh-huh. You know, I just want to go back through and let y'all know how many significant fights there have been, you know, and why this year has been so good. So the first fight I consider one of, you know, the significant fights that turned into beat. It turned out to be one is uh, July 2nd, Manny Pacquiao, Jeff Horn. Mm-hmm. You know, it was supposed to be a, just a tune-up fight for Pacquiao, but, uh, you know, Horn, he turned the tables and kind of made it competitive. And the fight being in Australia, you know, they gave him the gift decision. So mm-hmm. so now, you know, Horn, he's riding that win. So he Definitely his name is in the mix now. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And uh, the next fight I have to say was on July 29th is uh, Adrian Broner versus Mikey Garcia. Mm-hmm. You know that that's kind of uh, Mikey Garcia's. That was that was kind of like his superstar fight. You know, Adrian Broner's he's a big name, so yeah. uh, Adrian Broner. This was supposed to be kind of like his fight to say I can still be the young, I can still be the young name. But you know, like I said, Garcia, his his determination it just overcame Broner's lack of focus. Right. You know, and um, it before that fight, you know, on the episode, I forget which episode it was, we discussed that fight. Um, we both said that it would be a fight that would change the trajectory of both fighters. You know, one guy will go up, one guy will go down, and we see that's what happened. I mean, Adrian Broner has, um, you know, losing that fight wasn't good for him. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say he's doing bad or anything like that, I think he's got another. Another shot coming up, but um, it definitely dropped his status, his ranking in the game, and um, it definitely boosted Mikey Garcia. So, you know, that's what it's all about. Yeah, you know, if it wasn't if it wasn't Garcia, it would have been Broner. Right? Yeah, you know, like, the best man yeah, had to win. Man had to win. Somebody got to win. Somebody got to lose. You know, I mean. And um, the next fight was uh, August nineteenth. You know, we were just talking about this. Uh, yeah, a couple of episodes ago with uh. Terrence Crawford, his uh, knockout win of Julius Ndongo mm-hmm. to unify the whole division. Again, just looking back at that that body shot, man, that was that was, that was you know a knockout that I didn't see coming. Yeah, you know, like I said, I thought Julius Ndongo was game, so I gave him a twelve round chance. Yeah, but you know, Crawford being the fighter that he is, you know, he just put something on him that he didn't expect. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, very, very significant fight for the year. Oh yeah. And the next one is of, uh, this is kind of what HBO built up, but it was uh, September 9th, you know, Roman Gonzalez versus Soranga side. You know, they kind of built up Chocolatito to be number one pound for pound fighter. And yeah. then when he ran into uh, Runga side, who he fought 
the first time it was a rough fight for him, which he wound up losing uh-huh. because, you know, it just he just proved to be taking on somebody tough and he, he didn't have that plan B. Right. And this is the second fight. And the second fight, you know, it just caught up to him. You know, wrong side dominated him and knocked him out. Right. And this was just that fight that kind of made him decide that he wants to retire now, mm-hmm. you know? So this was just one of them defining fights for me because it can either make him break a fighter, yeah. make or break a fighter, and it, it kind of broke him. And I mean, another thing about it, they were like <clears throat> ranking Chocolatito really high up on the rankings and pound for pound and all this stuff. And um, I kind of agree with the pundits that the smaller weights they don't have the competition level to thrust them into those type of conversations to me. You know what I mean? Right. The guy that he faced, um, like I said on last episode, they were saying this guy could be contender for fighter of the year. That's the first time I ever heard of Matt. So it's just like that that's goes back to what I'm saying. The, the, the competition that these guys are facing, it's not their fault, but most people never heard of them because they're so small, you know, such small mm-hmm. guys that um, I got a problem when they said something like Chocolito being pound for pound number one. I mean, it's hard. It's it's, it's hard to defend that because mm-hmm. it takes. That's a question I have. Like, have you ever wonder why nobody really includes heavyweights on the pound for pound list? Yeah, you know. Yeah. They can go through the, their one division and stay consistent and just beat every heavyweight out there. They still have some, you know, they they should have some room for heavyweight. In right. there. You know, they it, don't really have a chance to move up and down, but they can still, you know, heavyweight is the reason people watch boxing. Right? Yeah, you know? that's a crazy point um, that you brought up, and I never really thought about that. Where you really don't hear about heavyweights and, you know, the pound for pound discussion like you hear the, the smaller weights. I don't know if it's having to do with moving through weight classes or not, but um, it's like the heavyweight is just his own little entity, his own mm-hmm. little body, you know, to yeah. itself. Because for me, pound for pound didn't just really mean moving up in weight and exactly. then beating the next guy. Pound for pound meant you're grouping every single weight class together Absolutely. and choosing the best out of it, Absolutely. you know? Like Absolutely. back in the day, like when Roy was on top and Hopkins was in there, like I never really heard anybody mentioned Lennox Lewis in there like Mm -hmm. on that list they would say he's the best heavyweight but they wouldn't they wouldn't say he's like number one or number two pound for pound you know right which I always thought was crazy because I I considered him one pound for pound best I mean you would always get he's number one heavyweight he's the best heavyweight but you it's almost like a separate list yeah Yeah. Yeah. separate list you know I mean even in the ring magazine where they had everybody listed you know Vladimir was up there for years and years and years but he never was like number one on the overall pound for pound list. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he could have been you know, up He was the he top of the heavyweight up. list, yeah. you know, but not, you know, mm-hmm. all over. It was some guys who were in a couple weight divisions. Mm-hmm. You and Floyd Mayweather would have 140 and 147, you know, yeah. be the top fighter in two weight divisions and a couple other fighters were at the top of a, a few divisions like that. But um, the heavyweight always just like kind of been separate. I never even really thought about it like that until you brought it up. Yeah, because once you think about it, Think about this, you know, Hopkins, when he was on the list, he never moved up. He was in middleweight his whole yeah. career when he was up there. So yeah. there pretty much wasn't a difference, you know. Yeah. He was dominating yeah. the one division. Like, for me, I'm not I, I don't think that moving through weight classes should determine it, but I'm just I was saying maybe that's something that they they look maybe at. That's I don't yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, yeah. that doesn't really mean anything to me. But um maybe that's how they looked at it. But no, like you say, Bernard Hopkins stated 
160 and you know he was on there so um i, I don't know what they're looking at, at. <laughs> yeah yeah those little guys man it's like yeah like you're saying like when they can run through so many divisions it's kind of it is kind of hard to judge them just because they're not dealing with the the heavy hands of as you right. get higher and higher you know right. And that's right. kind of the safety right. stand in those right. divisions, you know. And and dude, and even like just the notoriety of the fighters. I mean, these small guys, they don't have the story. They they they're not garnering garnering the attention of the high. Like you don't know the backdrops of any of these small guys, man. No, you don't know, no. you know, what's on the line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not the same yeah, build up. It, it, it's, not yeah, it's, not it's not their fault either. It's not their fault. It's not their fault because yeah, we forget sometimes. You know, right. like we. Don't we don't really watch bantamweights? You know what I mean. We don't. You know, you unless know? there's a guy and then knocking people out, knocking, or they, they build knocking people yeah. socks. Oh yeah, you know, you pumping know. this story yeah. up. You know, making him interesting. I mean, some of these guys we can't even say their names. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, Sorungs. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that's not even his. That's like an alias. I don't. I can't even say his real. Well, so name, what is man. he? The kid Filipino? No, or? he's um, dang, Thailand. I think. Yeah, because um, I think Roman Gonzalez is from like Nicaragua or something. Like that. Yeah. But um, yeah. Before we get off topic of that, I just wanted to say that um, yeah, man. Cause like when they put him as number one at the time, I didn't really know what they were basing that off of. Mm -hmm. You know, Absolutely. I mean, I looked at his his you know resume and said, okay, he had these titles, but who did he take them from? Exactly. You know, and at the time, I remember Floyd did that interview. He did say that I had to kind of get that face because I was like, you know, Floyd did say he was number one. <laughs> Who is it, Chocolatino? Yeah. Yeah, well, he, you know, he'll say anything. <laughs> you know, so I had to kind of give him that face. Yeah. I was like, you know. He says whatever, and he admits it. He says, yeah. man, I, I'm, a, I'm a hypocrite like everybody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, yeah. So he yeah. ain't no shame in this game. Yeah. Okay, man. But uh, moving on, uh, September 16th, uh, Canelo Triple G. Definitely, it was uh, it was one of the biggest fights, but... Uh, it didn't. It didn't come out the way people wanted. Yeah. You know, we didn't have a solid winner. Um, many people argue Canelo won. Some argue Triple G won. You know, like I said, I'm Team Canelo, but I could, I could have saw Triple G winning that fight, man. Yeah. I could have saw. What about you? Um, I was talking to a female boxing fan the other day, and they brought up an interesting um, perspective on this fight. They said that. They didn't even want to see the rematch. And to be honest, the more and more I think about it, it's not the most compelling fight to look forward to. I mean, I'm really, once you think about what more can each guy really bring to the table or what, what are they going to bring to the mm -hmm. table different in the rematch, it doesn't really, the excitement level to me is not there. I never really thought of I just thought it was an automatic go you know what i'm right, saying right. but once yeah. i start thinking about it i said yeah it's not really that much of an intriguing fight since they already met one time we thought it was gonna be a boom knockout and that didn't happen all mm -hmm. the things that we kind of expected of that fight didn't happen so to me it's it's lost a little bit of luster especially with guys like billy joe sanders in the mix danny jacobs in the mix now mm -hmm. so you know it's it's a lot of names up there where um it's a fight I want to see, but it's not the same steam on the rematch next year. Yeah. It was kind of like <clears throat> I said, I, I do want to see it, but at the same time, I felt like I just wanted to see it so they can, um, because in the first fight, I felt like they didn't perform to the best. It was almost like each fighter just felt like they were going to do enough to win with their style, but they didn't come to rise to the occasion, you know? Mm -hmm. 
because mm-hmm. I felt like Triple G, he started slow, and I felt like Canelo, he slowed down, mm-hmm. and neither one of them really, like what Canelo was doing, I wanted to see more of, but he just didn't do it, you know? Right, and that's what I'm saying, what, what, what's going to be the difference? In what's going to be in the difference, you know, because yeah, no. neither one of them, like, you know, Canelo, I don't see him changing too much, you know? Because, no. no. like, yeah. unlike our fight of the year that we picked, I ain't going to say it yet, that fight needed a rematch, you know what I mean? Yeah. It needed the rematch, and when the rematch came, there was a big difference. You know, yeah. it was a big, big difference because because of the caliber of fighter we talking about. Exactly, so. exactly. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I do want to see the rematch just, just you know, just for the sake of yeah. you know. So, uh, next fight, um, well, next card, October fourteenth, pretty much this whole card: Jared Hurd, Austin Trout, then mm. uh, you know, Jamel Charlo, Erickson Lubin. Uh, Arisandi Lara versus uh, Gouche. All three of them fights, I consider that just like one big, you know, 154-pound mashup that was needed, you know? Yeah. Because, like we said, it kind of weeded those guys out. So now, you know, Charlo, Charlo and Lara, they probably going to fight sometime, you know? That that probably that probably was one of the most significant cards of the year, you know, as far as solidifying things and getting to who's really next in the bottom of some of these stack divisions it was almost like a tournament in itself you yeah. know when they just did that you know i was just like hey i just gotta say that whole right. card because it was right. significant man all right november 4th this was your knockout of the year deontay wilder versus uh remains to Vern two right. you know first round blowout and you know i was wilder making a statement and uh december 2nd you know miguel Cotto, saddam ali i, I put that up there because you know it was his last fight yeah for sure you know, Michelle. it didn't come out the way he wanted, but at least he came out, you know, on his feet, not mm-hmm. on his back. And the last fight, not the last fight, but uh, December 9th, Vasil Lomachenko versus Guillermo Riggin down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a disappointing one, man. Six-round stoppage or six-round quidditch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where where does Riggin down go from here? I don't know, man. Like, I mean, he walks off into the sunset. I mean, you're 40. You, you, you kind of showed that you you can't compete with the higher level young lions out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, walk off into the sunset, man. You, you know. And the last fight, December 16th, Billy Joe Saunders versus David Lemieux. Uh, you know, we, we were just talking about that earlier today, the day before that. <laughs> you know, it's it was just a wake up wake up call for fans you know they really got it was an eye opener they really got a chance to see Billy Joe Saunders do something you know against a very dangerous puncher you know yeah at the same time it gave him the respect like I always tell you it I really you know really earned respect for him I saw that performance and um Mm -hmm. again you know hands down that was probably one of the best boxing lessons I've seen in this whole year you know just 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 dominant man but um, did I miss anything? That was pretty much all of them, yeah, right? Yeah, that was that was that was it, man. Yeah, it was pretty much all of them. But um, going on to the one fight that we picked as our fight of the year, again we picked the same fight. You know, I didn't. Well, t- well I'm gonna go ahead and bring that other one up. We did both. We y'all don't understand. This is a big struggle for us, man, because mm-hmm. it was so many good fights this year, mm-hmm. and. Ant would pick one and I would pick one in my head. Then come to find out we were picking the same fight, which is fine. But 
today, this morning, after just thinking and thinking and thinking, there was so many good fights this year. I definitely feel like um, it's another one that I want to bring up for some different different reasons or whatever. So, and that is Andre Ward versus Sergey Kovalev too. Yeah. And like I told you, told you, P, this fight, there was just so so much so much pressure so much energy even you know i could feel it you know yeah. it wasn't just the fighters but you know hey, butterflies man they, yeah you get those butterflies that, yeah, yeah like butterflies in your stomach we're not even fighting you like the first that? you know the first fight i had the butterflies before it started oh yeah but then i had them when it was going on oh yeah just because of the knockdown and everything that has happened you know but after that, whenever, you know, I heard Ward say, hey, I'm going to give him the rematch in June, and Butterflies came back, man. And then, um, you know, Kovalev, you know, he's going on social media saying this and that about Ward, you know, son of judges, calling him all these mm-hmm. names. And, you know, Ward's not saying anything. You know, you're just seeing videos of him doing his strength training. Uh, Virgil Hunter just coming up with this plan. Right. You know, and you rarely ever hear him say that. You know, they never talk about having a plan. You know, right. Ward just... War's the type of fighter that adapts and he goes in there and beats anybody. So when I heard Virgil Hunter say they were having a plan, it just kind of had me on the fence about it a little bit. You know, like, are they going to really execute a plan or is he just going to come and, you know, box, you know, box him? Mm. You know, but Ward, you know, like I said, he even, you know, he even knew that there was a lot of pressure going into this fight. He knew that a lot of people wanted mm. to see him win as well as lose because mm-hmm. they didn't like they weren't know, convinced with the first yeah fight. it didn't sit well with them so it was just like hey you know you either got to prove it or get knocked out and man ward he, he he really put on a performance this fight man it was just like it was something we never seen like at super middleweight you know the way he approached it so different than the first fight it was just like i'm not scared of it you know mm-hmm. it was just i ain't scared of anything you got because like I said, you've seen Kovalev put these big, light heavyweights on the back foot and just dominate. But Ward just bullied him, you know, took him apart with a perfect plan of body punching and just overall mauling the bigger man. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people were trying to say there was some questionable low blows in there. I mean, maybe there were a few in the beginning just because of the way, you know, Kovalev would kind of it bend. It was a dog fight. It was what a dog is, fight. It's, a dog fight. it's yeah, expected, yeah. 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 But I think overall, that one right hand that he landed in like round nine, you you know, you can't doubt that he was hurt For there. For sure. That was For on sure. the chin. That was right on the button. For sure. And, you know, he finished him off with a pretty good body attack, in my For opinion. For sure. You know? For and, sure. And the referees saw that as his chant. He saw that Kovalev's answer, of, I don't want anymore. Because why would you sit on the ropes if you're not Absolutely. hurt? You know? Absolutely. So a lot of people want to say... Those were just low blows, but those are body punches. Yeah. You know, body punches don't, you know, they, they, body punches really can take a, a lot out of fighter. And Kovalev, he's not one that can take one. You know, mm-hmm. he showed in the past. And that was another thing I commend Ward for. He, he saw the weakness in Kovalev and he made a whole game plan out of it. Exactly. So, exactly. what Ward did with that one fight just kind of, you know, surpasses, you know, when talking about fights now, not necessarily like Terrence Crawford as a fighter, but, mm-hmm. you know, it definitely surpasses what a lot of guys do in in the, in championship fights. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, he didn't like his performance the first time, so he corrected it. 
He didn't just come to win. He wanted to, you know, shut everybody up. That's how I feel about that. What about you, man? Um, well, like I said, to be honest, we both had picked the Andre Ward Kovalev to fight. And um, for me, throughout the whole boxing year of 2017, Andre Ward, <clears throat> he filled the biggest the biggest order. I mean, he 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 surpassed the biggest task. He had the big, biggest task at hand, and he passed it. You know, meaning that. I mean, he was a smaller guy, coming up to one seventy five. You know, to face Kovalev, who was the boogeyman. I mean, nobody wanted to fight this guy. You know, nobody wanted to face this guy. Here's a smaller guy coming up two weight classes to face him, and still was just like the smaller guy. Andre Ward never totally fit into one seventy five to me. You know, he always was still the smaller guy. And um, to be in there with him one time and get that razor-sharp decision, I mean, he could have ran with that. A lot of guys would have said, hey, man, that was a tough fight. I don't want to do that no more. I got the win. I'm gone. But for this guy, you know, the champion that he is and the type of heart that he has and the caliber of fighter he is, he said, let's do it again. Knowing how dangerous of a fight it was, eh? You know, what I mean, it wasn't it wasn't guaranteed. He, you know, some people can say he barely made it out of first one. You know what I mean? But to you know, agree to a rematch, another dangerous fight at this stage in your career, which you really didn't have to do. Um, I think it was very uh, commend commendable. You know, you have to give a guy his props for doing something like that. And um, so in that aspect, I thought it was a a huge um fight. And one of the best fights this year, and definitely like the biggest, um, I don't want to say accomplishment, but he had the biggest task to fill this year. You know, it was mm-hmm. a couple other guys who wanted to go up two weight classes, and all those guys yeah. failed doing it. It was like the biggest question to answer. You, you know, know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like that big question like, did he really win? Can he really pull it yeah, off? And he came in and, and the second time and left no doubts. Mm-hmm. You know, and even till today, I mean, you know, fast forward till today. Kovalev is giving him his props now. He's not saying it was low. He's dirty. He's not saying he's got. He's talking with a different tune today. And I mean, big big up to him for doing that because you know you have to, you know, give respect when respect is due. I mean, I, I respect him for respecting Ward now. You know what I mean? But um, for me, the other fight that I was kind of battling with was this Billy Joe Saunders fight, and and because. This was a fight that, like I was telling you earlier, even the Cassies, you know, the casual fans out there could, and it, could, could enjoy this fight. I mean, here's a guy. He's very charismatic. I mean, boxing skill. I mean, on another level, it was it was very interesting to see no disrespect to white man and then moving the way he moved and doing the things that he was able to do to a guy like David Lemieux. David Lemieux is not a bum. I mean, he's not a. A plus fighter, but he's a very dangerous fighter. He has dangerous power and could have ended that fight at any moment. But um, Billy Joe just really put on a really spectacular performance. And like I said earlier, I was telling Ann, I kind of made the you know analogy that you know Billy Joe Saunders he made he made a hit. He made a hit record. You know he made people who are not in the boxing want want to hear his song. But Andre Ward put on a classic performance. That's the difference between those two fights this year. You know, Andre Ward just 
added to his resume. Billy Joe Saunders, he has us listening to his catalog now. You know right. what I mean? We waiting right. for the follow up hits. So, yeah. I mean, that's the way I looked at it. But you know, overall, I just thought it was a, was a, a good fight for the year because it probably brought some more fans to the sport, ain't? Eh? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because, yeah. like I said, it was a fight that even the Cassies, you know, the casual boxing fans, could see and say, "Oh, dang man, this guy put a, he put a whooping on this guy." Yeah. You know, he's yeah. in there, he's taunting, he's looking in the crowd, he's mm-hmm. you know just doing a lot of entertaining things. Whereas though the Ward and Kovalev two, it was more scientific. Ward is in there doing. He's playing chess, man. He's playing chess. You know, everything was a calculated move to secure the victory. And without the trained eye, it might seem like he wasn't doing nothing right. or he wasn't doing a lot. But, you know, yeah. me and you and yeah. so many other people who love boxing, we really realized the tall task he had ahead, uh, ahead of him and how he rose to the occasion. Yeah, yeah, because that's what um me and you were talking about when you said that. Uh, I'm out of breath. Whoa. <laughs> I'll let you catch it real quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what um, that's what me and you were talking about earlier too. When you texted me and you said that you felt that the Saunders the Mew fight was the more entertaining fight, where I told you, uh, well, well, not to me, but to to, to the casual, to the casual fans, fans, I would yeah. say, yeah, to but them. but yeah, to me, War Kovalev was like I said, entertaining in the aspect of like uh, I'm I'm entertained by suspense you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that build up and you know all that tension around there where casual fans they might have been entertained by that just like by an action movie you know they go right. to the theater and see like transformers realize, or something the, the, you know? the, the, the cassies didn't realize the danger is they didn't, yeah they yeah, didn't they, understand so it wasn't see, so suspenseful yeah, for them because they see, didn't realize yeah. oh man this guy has that type of power where he can really do something yeah. they, so the suspense for them and they're not understanding how ward is taking the is, power and, away and from it, you know exactly, how he's so. actually taking it away absolutely these you know, they like I was telling you, they don't understand like why you clinch a bigger Absolutely. man or why you smother a bigger Absolutely. man or you know why you sneaking in punches. You know, they they add up later on down. Like, and to me, like I was saying, that's entertaining for me being a hardcore fan because I know what he's doing and he's executing. You know, right. it's not like he's thinking of doing; it, he's doing it, right. and then he's he's making it. You know, he's he's taking it all the way home. Where for me, Billy Joe Saunders, David Lemieux. Yeah, too, like a casual fan, you said they could see that as fight of the year because I told you before, like, watching that fight is a good textbook fight to kind of appreciate. And if you want to learn how to box, you know, you could, you could learn some pointers uh-huh. from him, you know. You know, of course, it ain't easy, like we said before, but, you right. know, if you sit down and watch 12 rounds of watch, maybe just watching his feet. Yeah, you, you could know. appreciate, okay, I see why this yeah. guy's doing his footwork. I see why yeah. he's fainting. Mm-hmm. I see why he's doing things. Yeah. It's working for him, you know, it's benefiting to yeah. him. Yeah, and again, on the entertaining side, people, you know, entertained by because he's like, you know, he's moving, you know, he's dead. Dude, and he's that's like, going down in the books right now. <laughs> yeah, that's know. my favorite taunt right now, dude. Yeah. As soon as he did that, it wasn't even like, it wasn't corny enough. It was just like, you know, it was, it was right like, on. <laughs> it was right on fucking time, bro. I'm sorry. It wasn't corny. It was right yeah. on time, dude. I said, wow. And we knew he put on a good performance because, you know, it had Lemieux mentally broken. After the fight, I, I commend Lemieux for staying in there 12 rounds, but after the fight, he didn't even really want to shake his hand. He tried, tried to make the excuse, like, I couldn't hit him because he's running. He Absolutely. didn't come right out and say it, but he said there was a moment when he ducked and my arm or almost hurt his shoulder or something. Well, that's part of boxing. Part he, of boxing he just took your weapon away boxing. from you, you know? So I can so, definitely understand, yeah, that that being a entertaining fight, especially to cap the year off, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and for... 
And again, for Billy Joe Saunders, because like we said, we hadn't seen much from this dude. Yeah, for him to come in in the ninth ending. It was like, yeah, like equating it back to music. I was listening, but I wasn't impressed. And, you know, this is that track with just the right amount of bass and lyrics, everything, you know, it's mixed right, you know. And that's what I say, and like with the music analogy, too, it's like, okay, if I like jazz music, I like jazz music. I can listen to jazz, but somebody who that I can make like jazz music because Mm -hmm the way I exactly. delivered it, yeah. then I'm doing my job a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Because I like jazz music. I'll just listen. But a person who don't like jazz, if I can make them listen, then... They might like this. They, they might, they might like that, you know, because mm-hmm. I threw some extra drums or I threw an element of this music in it to mm-hmm. catch them or whatever. So that's what I'm saying. I like the way Billy Joe just, you know, taunted enough, had enough charisma, had enough mm-hmm. everything, enough skill, and was able to secure the win, you know, that had people looking at like you know it you know I mean the color thing is always not a not an issue is a problem but it's it matters you know yeah. so yeah like I said if he can come back with a repeat hit he's he's going to do good in the game you know a lot yeah. of people will be looking for him to do yeah. good you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah because um yeah this is the stand that I'm holding him at now you right. know? he got to be. He You're not be going brother. back down because, like I said, nah. you earn my respect to do that to a guy now, like him. We see what you can do. We can't really accept less from you. And then, like his 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 demeanor, his character, and we can, we won't be able to accept that because he's very not over the top arrogant. But he's very confident, and you know, I mean, confident in himself. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, to have that confidence, we got to hold you to the standard. You know, we know what you can do now. Mm-hmm. We don't want to, we, we can't see we can't anything see else. Anything less, man. Yeah. And, you know, that's why we were saying in the other episode that now he's amongst that, you know, Charlo, Andre, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Jacobs, Canelo, right. Triple G, any of those names. So, and, 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 you know. and to be honest, man, he don't really have a choice. He ain't going to be able to perform no less than that no, with what's out there right now. Yeah. Lemieux. Was probably the last easiest thing. He was that, gatekeeper. that, that last tier. Yeah, he can, you know, gatekeeper. can't go no lower than that. Yeah, it's 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 over for that. So yeah. I mean, he has to perform on this level, and I hope that it motivates and brings the best out of him. Because if so, mm-hmm. we're good for some really good fights. Yeah, yeah. Because um, the one thing about the fight that I really liked too was if you're a boxer facing a harder puncher, you still have to get that harder puncher's respect mm-hmm. and he got the he got the puncher's respect by giving him enough power to keep him off you right. know that's the right. problem with some boxers when they face a puncher they go on the back foot so much and they don't commit they don't commit they try to jab off the back foot because they're kind of scared of getting hit but you right. got to hit a guy back you right. know and that's like something that floyd was good at too you know i mean he's faced some of the hardest punches in that division and mm-hmm. he always would hit them yeah with enough to let them know I do got something. Don't don't yeah, don't, don't don't think it's don't, sweet and you just yeah. can walk in. You know I ain't gonna throw a whole lot of them, but I yeah. got enough to make you think. You think know, about, except for, you know a few from Madonna who didn't care what you threw at him. You know, just yeah. had that type of style. But I know he was he was famous for that because a lot of people thought he didn't have power, but mm-hmm. he knew how to. You know, it probably didn't really come down to the power. He just knew how to exactly throw that punch the right way that it made you say, oh, hold up. Yeah, I need that a, I need, Yeah, I need the respect yeah. coming in, walking in with my hands low, whatever the case may be. Yeah, because the accuracy, there's so much accuracy. It's just so spot on where it makes that fighter think that, damn, if it gets any harder, he might knock me out. Yeah, yeah. But well, he hit me hard enough to make me stop and think. 
like going back to when Mayweather fought Shane Mosley, after he got rocked in round two, he went ten more. You know, he went ten rounds of respecting Floyd yeah, after that. You know, him down. yeah, he yeah. walked Floyd. Then, you know, you know, he took over, and um, go, yeah, um, even uh, Virgil Hunter always said, you know, like to get a fighter's respect, you know, we gotta maybe take one shot to get two or three. You know, yeah. we gotta take two or three punches uh-huh. to get four or five. You know, uh-huh. so that that's just something I feel like a boxer they always have to do, like. Fighting a harder puncher, fighting the most dangerous guy, you got to get you got to get your respect. Yeah, and as, as somebody else threw another little coin phrase out there today, and for us, uh, you know, the philosophy behind boxing. Um, matter of fact, it was that movie I was watching. I ain't even want to talk about what movie it was, but um, the guy said, "You know, boxing is like life. You just have to keep throwing punches because." You always got a chance. So it's like you just got to keep pushing because it's, it's always tomorrow. You never know, you know, when you're going to land that shot and it could be over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I just thought that was another interesting way to look at it. Like, I mean, the fighters, you just got to keep throwing. You got to keep throwing, keep throwing, you know, because you never know when, you know, you might connect and that might be the one, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't just be in there not throwing. You know, this year we saw a lot of guys not throw. I mean, not even this year, but in this last era of boxing we see guys who don't really let their hands go in you know mm-hmm. it's not too many guys out there throwing 100 punches around mm-hmm. anymore you know no. the paul williams the who i think margarito was another one who threw a lot of punches who who's the mother guys who threw um, a lot of notorious for throwing i was looking you know, at the old school was aaron Pryor. you know he's just relentless <laughs> yeah that's on the whole this nother cast, level yeah he's just you know, you know he's just relentless. Level. that's what i'm saying we got guys now who not even throwing yeah yeah, record, record yeah. low number amount of punches yeah. in fights. You know. Yeah, you you don't see guys. You see too many guys trying to pick and choose the punches. Like they pick and choose their fights. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. they're trying to wait for that perfect moment. But the perfect moment don't come from that one shot. You gotta, you know, throw something out there. Exactly. Get, and, the, and the thing about that, we are we would understand more if this was like coming from the, from older fighters. These are the younger guys not throwing punches in. That's the these bad the, part. These are the younger that's guys. That's the bad part. We yeah. understand why Floyd might throw a limited amount. Of, I understand why B Hop might mm-hmm. throw limited amount of punches, but these, Floyd's come. Floyd's just come down his evolved defensive style for exactly. For, I mean, you know, his with, 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 physical which, being his with, hands, which most older men have adapted the style that's feasible for their body mm-hmm. now. You yeah. know what I mean? It yeah. ain't throwing hundred punches around no more when right. you in your 40s right. so i mean we get that but, but when you young kids yeah, when you're 21 years old you're not trying throwing to pick up, it, you i mean know. you know adrian brown or something his punch out pushing his, his you know last couple of fights was kind of it's, it's, pathetic, it's questionable yeah, it's, yeah. It's a little pathetic, especially man, for yeah. somebody who's known yeah. to let his hands mm. go you know so I, I have to explain this to some people what's the difference between fighter of the year and fighter of the year how how can a fighter be fighter of the year but not have fighter of the year to you? Um, to me, it's easy, and it's funny because my, my my cousin, shout out to Erica Folks, she um she had like one of my po- one of my uh, that turns Crawford meme. Yeah, and did you see what she yeah, said? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. said, "Help a cuz out." What does that mean? <laughs> but um, fighter of the year, yeah. fighter of the year, and fight of the year because you see the two fights that we came up with for fight of the year weren't who we had for fight terror of the year. No. You know what no. I'm saying? I mean, and it's just, um, like I said, the fight of the year is the overall performance in the year. It's not just from one fight. You know, the fight of the year is what went down in a particular fight that may have 
you know, raised it levels above the rest of the fights that we've seen during the year. So the fight of the year, he has to at least fight two or three times a year and each fight be impressive and step up in each fight. You know what I mean? But the fight of the year, fight of the year could have had one good fight this year. We ain't see him no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to me, that's that's how I see it. But it's definitely Mm -hmm. two totally different things. Now, the fighter of the year could have the fight of the year. Yeah. But this year, we, we, we personally didn't feel that way. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, Terrence Crawford, all his fights were good this year. Mm-hmm. He didn't put on a bad fight, but it just was other dynamics and other fights that kind of made other fights better. And it all depends on what you're looking for, too, man. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's it's a you know that's the thing about boxing. It's all about what type of fights did you like too. Mm-hmm. So, because um, yeah, because for us when we were looking at fighter of the year, it wasn't this fighter of the year. It wasn't necessarily looking at you know this book. You know, like a blow for blow action pack no, match. No, you're looking for no, the guy's no. significant fights. He's significant taking. You're looking for his road, his path. Where you know um, when we picked Ward, I picked Ward Kovalev as fighter of the year, fight of the year. I'm picking the one fight that where where the fighter just had to really rise to the occasion and 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 just beat all odds. You know, right, right. And then you just look at the path at top of 2017. Terrence Crawford, he took this, you know, fight. He took that fight. You know, by the time the end of the year came around, he had unified the belts. He was undisputed at 140. And he was moving on to the next division. I mean, mm-hmm. it's nothing else mm-hmm. in a year that a fighter can do that would top that. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what it's all about to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? By the time the end of the year mm-hmm. came around, he was the undisputed. 140-pound champion. champion. He's moving up and call it and got big fights at 147 yeah. set up for next 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Who, what, what more can you do, dude? Nobody nobody right now is even coming close to saying that they're, yeah. you know, in a lower weight or a high weight saying they're doing the same thing. You know, he's so, setting his goals. So, I mean, yeah, fighter of the year is basically a guy who is taking on everybody and blowing right. them out the water. Right. All the fights, he's taking on all, all the fighters that matter. Right. And now he's going for the next division. So yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, a few simple qualifications are. I mean, you have to fight a few times a year, dude. You, Which you, he does. Yeah, you can't have one fight and get fight of the year, eh? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's impossible to do. That's the thing, too, man. Like, I don't want to turn into ranting, but you know, we got a lot of like you're saying, young fighters who throw less punches. You know, they're taking less fights too. Yeah, you know, once or twice a year. Once or twice, twice a year. year you know Nobody's saying you got to fight eight times or five times, but at least three times to make a statement. Right. You know, that's the only way you're going to get out there. You can't expect to fight one time and 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 earn like a big fan base. You right. know. Right. And think about it. And that's the last thing I'm gonna bring up on that topic is that's another difference between boxing and other sports. Every other sport, you sign a contract where you you you're fighting, you're playing 52 games a year, you're paying this. Boxing is up to you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you control <laughs> mm-hmm. your fights. You know what I'm saying? Every yeah. other sport, you, you follow your contract and you fight when, you know what I mean? But a boxer mm-hmm. really has that control and that's that's a lot of control if you're not self-disciplined. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you have to, you know, some guys need that coach. Hey, man, and the trainers calling you up saying, get you. But, you know, a boxer has to have a lot of self-discipline in mm-hmm. order to excel in this game because you don't have a lot of people and a lot of rules and regulations, yeah. you know, dictating stuff to you. Yeah. 
you don't have a team to carry. You know, yeah, you, you, know. you have a camp to push you, but you don't have a team to carry. You don't have a team big to, difference. You don't have that teammate to say, yeah. "Come on, man, get your ass up. We we doing this today." You yeah. know what I mean? Your coach can do that, but mm. you're the boss. Yeah, you never. Boxing, yeah, you're the boss. In boxing, you never ride the bench. Yeah, you're always you starting, know? and you're the top dog because you are the breadwinner. I mean, on the team, I mean, this guy might be the quarter. He he, his part is the more mm. important than my part. Yeah. In boxing, you're, you're the man. You're the man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're feeding your family, you feeding your trainers. You know, you right. feeding everybody. So and, and I'm saying that to say that no matter how much somebody comes and yell at you, you can still tell them kiss your ass because yeah, you're the boss. Yeah, I'm you know the boss. I, mean? I get a new team. Yeah, you know? in the NFL they say, oh no, we're gonna find you this. We're gonna cut you. We're gonna take you. You ain't gonna fight for six, you got to play six you, games. Yeah, you got to wear your suit. You got to wear you your, got your suit. You got to wear your suit. You shut your mouth. You know? So it's it's a lot. You know, it's just so many differences, man. Oh it yeah, this is another sport. reason we love it. So yeah, you know it's the individuality just, of it, man. But um, you know, recently I did a 2018. Wish list of fights, man. Out of all of those fights, man, what's the one fight that that gives you them that, them sweats, man, them butterflies that you got to see next year? Um, a fight that I'm really looking forward to next year. Um, the top the top of that list will probably be. Terrence Crawford and probably Earl Spence. And the thing is, I'm just curious to see him in there with anybody next year. It's not really just the Earl Spence factor. It's kind of seeing him in there with anybody at 147 next year. So it's just seeing what he's going to do next year. You thought how we kept talking about how we want to see Thurman Spence first, but it's looking more than likely that that could happen before mm-hmm. Thurman Spence because, you know, like we said, you know, Thurman's not planning on taking Spence on in twenty eighteen. So, yeah. you know, Crawford takes out um takes out Jeff Horn, you know, he might fight Pacquiao next. That was the latest they said. Yeah. But um, you know, Spence blows um Lamont Peters out Peters out the water. It, it could it could set up a fight, man. Yeah. It could set up yeah, a fight. It could, it could very well be this year. You know it could be this year. It's it's leaning more towards that. Um uh, I think for me, man, it's it's AJ Wilder, man. Okay, AJ I, and Wilder, I thought about man. that fight, but it's mm-hmm. like it's it, it is something that I do want to see. But the more I, they keep bullshitting with it, is the more it's kind of turning me off mm-hmm. to the fight. That's one thing I don't see happening with this Earl Spence and um, Terrence Carter. No mm-hmm. bullshit. They're gonna sign mm-hmm. a contract, and it's gonna happen. There ain't yeah. gonna be this whole bunch of money and this, that, and the third. You know. When you start bringing all that posturing into negotiations, it's a turn off for me personally. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I hate the uh, I hate the drama behind it where they they think they're so they think this there's, there's such royalty where they can't get Wilder fifty fifty. Man, it's right, like right. even I mean, like I mean, the fans I mean, saying, "No, you don't deserve 50 well, He's the guy getting in the ring. Even, he's the guy it, with that belt it, for long. It, it, he's he like, held the belt for the longest time. Right. And even you saying like even Floyd is just saying little things to him and that's why I say you know that's another whole show or whatever the high road and the low road of boxing but you know that's kind of turning me off with that yeah. fight a little bit and because yeah. it, AJ you're still a work in progress dude it's not like you're this top notch machine you still working so mm-hmm. how how are you trying to make you know these crazy he's calling man he's getting it's crazy just, it's turning me off but I mean it is a fight I do want to see I do want to see I, I mean, I want to see my boy Wilder like 
blaze him, to be yeah. honest. I want to see him. I so, want to see him blaze Luis Ortiz first. You know, yeah, in March, yeah, I definitely yeah. want to see that. And uh, that's what I'm saying. If that, if he does that, there's no, there's no hiding from that. You know. I mean, then we still got to see AJ and Parker. Yeah, we I mean, never know how that can turn yeah, out, we man. Never we never know how, know how that can turn this out. Is, yeah, this is a heavyweight division, so. Yeah, you yeah. know, Parker's a little smaller, probably faster. He hit the catch that chin a couple of times. We just don't know, man. You know, we just don't know. For sure, man. But, um, yeah, those are fights of the year. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, 2018 tops that, man. So, yeah. I, like, I, you know. I, I don't think it's no way that it can't end because, like I say, so many fights have been set up in 2017 for 2018 you know what i mean yeah if you if if, if you avoid this year you just ducking in yeah. 2018 because everything yeah. stuff is set up it's already set up. set up man. it's already yeah. set up dude all y'all got to do is stay healthy so, and fight yeah there's been so much weeding out this this year too you yeah. know what i mean yeah. Yeah. that's what i'm saying out. that's so what it's i'm saying like, dude yeah. we didn't set it up anybody's for ducking. yeah <laughs> that's a good way to put it we didn't set it up perfect way to put it you know what i'm saying yeah man but um in closing man uh Wait, um, you got a New Year's resolution, man. Um, you do those, man. You do I mean, man? it's 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 more just like a personal thing, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I don't have to say it out loud or profess it to nobody. I usually I usually keep it to myself in case I don't yeah. You do ain't got to say. I just no yeah. no, but yes, you know, for the yeah. for the for the show's sake, I mean, 2018, we just looking for bit bigger mm-hmm. and better things for you know, of course, life and family and friends but you know definitely for the jab effect too man we um yeah we we came out the gate you know halfway you know through the year this year and we've been going full steam ahead so you know 2018 we just looking to you know mash the gas and and, and keep it going and you know mm-hmm. take this thing to another level that's that's really it for me on, on you know on the jab, on, on yeah. the jab effect tip yeah. you know just level up on them next year hey we leveling up because uh that's what I gotta say, man. I gotta say, twenty seventeen was just the best year in boxing in a long time. And as far as what we're doing, because yeah, we drop like twenty seven episodes consistently. Uh, so you and, know, and that's from half the year. That's not the that's from half the year. The first yeah. half we was just talking about it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. we just talking. So the second half we 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 kicked it off, and like I said, we came out guns blazing, and um, it ain't no turning back, and it ain't no stopping. And it's just like, you know, I mean, it, it's a personal choice. It's a personal opinion. You know, everybody got the freedom to to, to, to to like us or not like us. But whether y'all do that or not, it ain't going to stop us. I just want people to know that. And, that you know, mm-hmm. it's freedom or whatever out here. And it's freedom for us to do this. And we just going to keep doing yeah. it. And whoever rocking with us going to rock with us. And whoever not, just going to get ran over. Yeah. I mean, simple as that. That's, that's all I can. Yeah. You know, it's, it's <laughs> I like my man here. speechless over there. Hey, yeah, yeah. Whatever he said that, I was like, shoot. You said, hey, you can rock with some runs. Oh, I was like, dang. It, you know what I, I mean, was picturing? I was just picturing me backing over somebody. It, 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 the day, man. I, mean, I was just picturing me know, running my down, yeah, man. Because, I mean, we, we, we not begging nobody. We ain't got time for that, yeah, man. We not begging no. nobody, man. No, we just man. You know what we love to do. And people who see that and appreciate that, they're going to rock with us. And that's what we're looking for. If you ain't rocking, you ain't feeling that, then that's fine, too. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know? Uh, shoot, man! Like you did leave me speechless there, man. I was like, "Dang!" I was like, "Hey!" I was like, "This is serious." Twenty eighteen ain't even here yet. He's serious. <laughs> shoot, he done closed out for me. Nah, but but like I always say, man, closing. You know, boxing is life, man. Yeah. You know, one reason I say that today uh, is because like 
a lot of people make New Year's resolutions and they always say they're going to do this at the beginning of the year and they don't ever stick to it, man. Uh-huh. But like boxing, you know, fighters, whenever they they want to make a plan to do something, they stick with it. Yeah. Well, not, not for the most part, yeah. champions. Champions. Let me put it that yeah. way. Champions, whenever they come out with a plan or a goal, they say, hey, "I'm sticking with this." And if, if that goal don't work, they start another goal that leads them back to that goal. You know. All right. All right. So if you are coming up with the New Year's resolution, make it something feasible. You yeah. know, then you got to reach and say, hey, "You know, I'm gonna." You know, I'm, I'm gonna be a millionaire by the end of the year. You know, yeah. that, that ain't gonna happen. You're I'm gonna lose five hundred pounds. Yeah, you lose five hundred pounds. <laughs> hey, first, hey, look, first, look, first, stop drinking the soda all the time. First, stop drinking the soda. You know, that's the first step. And yeah, then, be realistic, man. And, yeah, um, be, yeah. Make set realistic goals. That's why people's and, um, New Year's resolutions never last because yeah. they always make something. They, they make it something just unreal. Yeah. They don't just start with the. You know, looking in the mirror first and say, hey, what do I want to do? All right, all right, all right. You know, and I feel and, like. And, you know, it's still a day. Any day you can make a change, y'all. Don't think you got to wait. It ain't got to be new. Year. You yeah. know, people fall into that crap. Yeah. You, if you, you make a change today, tomorrow. You, know, you don't have to wait for a holiday or a special occasion to make a change and posting all these crazy memes and with all yeah. this crap. Just do it, man. And yeah, I was saying, yeah, I was going back to champions. You know, they don't say I'm gonna wait till January to make this, you know, this exactly, this resolution. Man. They it's any any time in the year, any day, you know, yeah. night or day, whenever you're feeling it, you know, yeah, you gotta if you say you need to make a change, damn it. You need to make a change, and you change. don't need to say I'm waiting three hundred and sixty four days to make a change. No, you make yeah. it when you need to make it. I mean That's shit. just called laziness, man. Because right. sometimes I ain't gonna lie, man, you know, that one last day come, I said, I'll wait till uh, January 1st before I start such and such. Oh, but yeah. I, I ain't doing that no more, man. Yeah. I stopped uh, that a long time ago, man. But, um, yeah, ain't anything else you want to say in closing, man? You no, ready, man, just um, wish everybody a happy new year. Y'all be safe out there tonight. You know, um, I don't know what I'm going to be getting into tonight. I'm going to be with the fam. No, that's for sure. Um, what about you? Pretty much the same thing, you know, uh, go visit the fam, you know. And then after that, just, just ride out this last, what, 12 hours? What, the gig? No. Oh, family. About, about <laughs> oh, say, no. You said ride it out like it was work or something, man. No, Damn. No, no, no I okay. said, you know, ride it out just like, oh, hey, we, ro- we ride now. You uh, know right, what I mean? For yeah, sure. Yeah. I said, Damn, you working at night? Oh, hell no. Oh, right. <laughs> but yeah, that's all we got for today. You know, uh, like I always say, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and check us out on thejabeffect.com. You, know, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can follow us on our separate Instagrams. Uh, Combo Breaker 99 and what's yours again P? It's it's well my my handle was Boxer P. Boxing but P. um you can follow me on my personal Instagram at just P P dot Barnhill for sure. That sounds good, but uh you know we signing off our twenty seventh episode, the last one we recorded for this year, man. Uh, like I always say, my name is Ant. It's your boy P. And we about to sign off. Peace. Peace. Peace.